Amen, amen, amen. All right, come on, we're starting a new series tonight. We are going to be talking about having an attitude of gratitude. Come on, it's Thanksgiving season. It's time to be alive. There's a little bit of cooler weather. We can put a jacket on, pretend like it's cold outside, right? It's such a great time to just be thankful, to be thankful, right? Be thankful. The power of perception. Your attitude changes everything. How you see a situation, come on, changes everything. Two people can be going through the same situation and have a total different outlook. Have a total different outlook. So we're going to be having work up, working, work uping. We're going to be work uping. Y'all ready to be work uping? It's that time to wake up and work up, we're going to be working on developing an attitude of gratitude. No matter what the situation is, we need to see where can I give thanks to God in this situation. You wake up in the morning, look at this. You can take a breath. You got something to give thanks to God for. I don't care. You know what? I think it helps you to uh, change your perspective when you realize, not in a negative, like, oh, it could be worse, but man, it could be worse. There's worse things going on that we need to be thankful. I am thankful that I have a bed. I am thankful. You know, whenever we go to Guatemala and we come back from Guatemala, we come in our house. We First of all, we're complaining about our house. It's not big enough, this and that. We go to Guatemala. We come home kissing the ground we walk on. We're so thankful for the hot water. We're so thankful that the toilet flushes. We're so thankful that we have a room that we could shut the door and it's our own. <laughs> and that missions, we're just sharing in beds and floor everywhere. You're like, oh, I woke up. Woo! People are here. But it's time to be thankful. Work on our attitude. Work on our perspective, right? Being thankful changes everything. Everything changes when you start seeing through a thankful heart, through, with gratitude. Then you're so thankful. When your kids are thankful that you made breakfast, sometimes don't you want them just to say thank you? Like just a heartfelt, genuine thank you. Not thanks. Thanks, mom. You're like, oh, I'll do it again. I'll make you whatever you want. And sometimes it seems so cliche or whatever, but when's the last time you genuinely said thank you to somebody? Like, thank you. Like, I appreciate you. I appreciate all that you do. You know, we can't do what we do in this family without you. We can't do what we do in this church without you. We can't do, it takes partners, come on. It takes all of us coming together to make this happen. So your, your attitude of gratitude changes everything, especially with all the chaos going on in the world right now. You turn on your news, chaos. You turn on whatever it is that you're turning on, the social media, chaos. This many, uh, 2,000 Flights were canceled. Like, oh, we're not going to be able to travel for Christmas. You have to have this. You have to have that. I mean, just everything. This many deaths. This from COVID. COVID. The second COVID. The third COVID. The fifth COVID. Whatever we're going to call it. It's like, oh my gosh. Bad news. Bad news. Bad news. Bad news. Negative. Negative report. Negative report. Negative report. What are we going to be thinking about? What is our attitude going to be, right? It's so easy to develop a negative attitude and be ungrateful. 
to be ungrateful for the vehicle you have, to be ungrateful. It's like, I have nothing to wear. I'm like, Sasha, that's a lie. You have a closet full of clothes you don't want to wear. So do not say, I have nothing to wear. You have a lot to wear, nothing in the closet you want to wear. It changes my perspective. Like, wake up, girl. Imagine, imagine you had nothing to wear. Imagine you had no clothes. Like, do you see what I'm saying? We need to wake up and be grateful. And here in the U.S., it is so easy to be ungrateful. It's so easy to be ungrateful. You know what? Watching too much social media, it's so easy to be ungrateful, unthankful, doubtful, and fearful. We're not going to be that. We're not going to be labeled by that. We're, we're not going to be known by that, right? Paul told Timothy that ungratefulness would be a sign of the last days. <gasps> Ooh, Mufasa. Nothing for us to be afraid about. We know where we're headed, right? Paul said in 2 Timothy 3.1, You must understand this. In the last days, there will be violent periods of time. People will be selfish and love money. It's crazy how everything influencers, it's about making money, it's about selfish, it's about me, 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 it's about selfie, 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 it's about YouTube, it's about me, watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me. Kids who don't even have a YouTube channel and they're, they're in kids class or whatever and they're like, like, subscribe, comment and share. I'm like, what are you doing? making a video on your mom's phone? Like, you don't have a YouTube channel. Like, but it's this culture. They're being trained. They're being trained to say, follow my page. I'm like, sweetie, you don't have a page. You have a life. Live it. Like, I'm just saying, wake up. Can you guys, can you guys wake up and realize we're developing a culture of young people that they communicate that way and they don't even have a page. And they're just talking. Like, comment, subscribe. What am I gonna, what am I gonna do? Comment on your arm? Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Subscribe, subscribe to what? Like, I'm not subscribing to that trash. Come on, wake up. And, and they're two, <laughs> or not two, that's a little bit young. But you know what I'm saying? Like, we gotta wake up. Selfish, love money, they'll brag, be arrogant, use abusive language, they will curse their parents, show no gratitude, and have no respect for what is holy. We can see that. So obvious, right? So obvious right now. And if we allow ourselves to be conformed to this world, we will live a life with an ungrateful heart. And we will live an ungrateful life. Nothing is enough. It's never enough. And when you have more money, that's not enough. And when you have a bigger house, it's not enough. Then you need more furniture and you need more stuff to put into that big house. And then when you have this car, that's not enough. And then you need the next car, right? Oh my gosh. I like cars. I like trucks. I just have a thing, you know? And they're so expensive. And when a new one comes out, like, it can be like a concept car. It's a concept vehicle. When the, when the Lincoln Aviator come, came out, like, I just love reading about it and seeing what it's going to be. And then when it actually comes, and then when I, first, when I see the first one, and then I'm like, oh, my gosh, there it is. And the, the Jeep uh, Grand Wagoneer, I was like, man, yes, I want a granddaddy wagon. Let's go. G-Wagon. Who cares about the G-Wagon? I want a Jeepy G-Wagon, you know, whatever. And I just saw one for the first time and I was like, yeah, 
And he went by me and was like, that is so nice. Look it up, 107,000. Okay, there it goes. <laughs> All right, in Jesus' name, call those things that be not. <laughs> I don't even know if I got the faith for it. But it's not about a mouth. You're coming here on Sundays, you know what's up. But anyways, let me put that on the vision board and just wish. <laughs> just let me wish that into existence. But anyways, it's never enough is what I'm saying. I have a great Jeep, but I don't have the granddaddy G-Wagon. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like never enough. We're living in a society and a time and an age. It's not enough. It's not enough. Well, then you got this one. Well, she got that one. Who cares? Like, it's never enough, never enough. We're, gonna, we're not going to allow ourselves to live an ungrateful life, right? Unsatisfied. If we live by our circumstances alone, then it's easy to be ungrateful. It's easy to be unthankful. I can't believe this happened to us. It's easy for us to be doubtful. Why, God, why? It's easy for us to be fearful with all the chaos going on. Oh my gosh, how am I going to protect our family? How am I going to provide? How am I? No, God is our provider. God is our protector. In him we trust, right? We're not going to allow ourselves to go be conformed to this world. But we don't live by our circumstances alone. We live in Christ and Christ lives in us. We live in Christ, and Christ lives in us. Come on, somebody. Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. That is, in him I have shared his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith by adhering to, relying on, completely trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Come on. We don't live by our circumstances alone. Christ lives in us. This body, whatever. But we know where we're going. We know our hope. We know our end, right? What are you going through? Whatever you're going through, what are you allowing your thoughts to focus on and to be the fruit of your life? What are you allowing your thoughts to focus on? On the good? On God? On his faithfulness? Are you allowing your thoughts to focus on the circumstances here in the natural, right? Whatever you're producing, ungrateful, unthankful, doubtful, and a fearful life, or a grateful, thankful, hopeful, and faithful life. We get to choose. We get to choose what are we going to live our life by, right? Focus on Jesus and who you are in him. It's wild to see through this time period. Of, I've been here for 24 years, and it, it shocks me when I can stop and think about where my life could have been. Like, I don't think negatively in like, ooh, whatever, but sometimes it makes me really, really thankful and grateful for the Word of God. It makes me so thankful that I get to hear the Word, apply the Word, and it's transforming every area of my life. Because so easily, so easily, this relationship I had could have took me in this direction. This, this thing, this situation in my life could have took me in this direction. Just like that. You're one decision away from changing your life. It's a decision. It's not a person, like, I can't change your life. You're one decision away. Decision what? For salvation. Decision to fully believe God's word about you. To, 
to fully align your thinking with God's thoughts. God's thoughts are greater than our thoughts. So that's why we got to renew our mind to the word of God. It's a process. We hear and apply, hear and apply, hear and apply to every area. We're going to be doing that as long as we're here on this earth. Nobody's going to arrive. Just so you know, we are going to be hearing, applying all the time, focusing on Jesus and who we are in him. Focusing on Jesus and who I am in him. That's what we got to do. When, when you say something, you exaggerate and you lie or hear or this or whatever, you run the yellow light, all kinds of different things. You can get so focused on you doing that or you can get focused on, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to focus on who I am in Christ. I'm going to focus on, I'm not a liar. I speak the truth in love. You know, we got to continue to think about who God says that we are. Focus, or we can focus on the world and its destructive motives. Guys, everything in this world system, just like its father, kill, still destroy. Kill, still destroy. It's never enough. Give me more, give me more, give me more. Right? When we allow fake news, fake social media, over-edited posts, and underdeveloped integrity. You got over-edited posts and you just fantasize and you wish you could be them. And they got undeveloped integrity. Integrity matters. Integrity is way more attractive than your over-edited post. You don't look like that. Nobody looks like that. You don't act like that. Nobody acts perfect all the time, right? Nobody. That's just fake, fake news, fake media, fake all of that. What is it bombarding you with? that you're not enough, that you're not enough, that your family's not enough, that your vacation's not enough, that your body's not enough, that your hair is not enough, that you ain't tall enough, you ain't short enough, you ain't this enough, you ain't got these abs, you ain't got these arms, you ain't strong enough, you ain't weak enough. It's like whatever, whatever the hashtag is for the the week, whatever the thing is, no, it's over-edited and underdeveloped integrity. Is that the guide of your life? Come on. Is that what's going to guide your thoughts, your dreams, your hopes and dreams? Who's your influence? Some influencer on TikTok. Your influence to be what? What? Like those people are making a ton of money and they have nothing. They're losing it all on, on bankruptcy, being sued, like all kinds of things, taking their life. Why? First of all, just saying we were not created for fame. We were never created for that kind of glory. All that glory goes to God. All the glory goes to God. Anything in my life that I've overcome, glory goes to God. Glory goes to God. We weren't created for that kind of glory. Life is not about likes. Life is not about likes. Life is about transforming people's lives. Do you know that we have the ability to offer people salvation? We have the ability to offer people uh, to change their eternity. We have the ability to offer people like just life transformation. And we're over here following people who have nothing to offer us. And they're the goal of our life. Relationship goals or whatever, whatever goals are. Guys, I have, I've been off social media almost a year now. I have no idea what's, what's hashtagging now. Do we even call it hashtag anymore? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea, right? Social media, whatever. No wonder a generation is so depressed. Guys, 7 out of 10. That's wild. 7 out of 10. Millennials and Gen Zs are dealing with depression and anxiety. 7 out of 10. Let me ask you, what are you thinking about? What are you focused on? What are you looking at, right? 
And what are you looking to as your guide, as your mentor, and as your inspiration? Because don't let it be people who are superficial and have no life to offer you. Multiple studies have found a strong link between heavy social media and increased risk of depression, anxiety, loneliness, self-harm, and even suicidal thoughts. Because we're living in a generation that we don't know the consequences yet of what all this social media is going to have on a generation. We're only now finding out. We're now finding out some studies are coming out of what it's doing to a generation that's got like even back problems. It's crazy. You go to a restaurant and this is what you see at the table, a family like this. People even text each other at the same table. <laughs> they go, talk, communicate, look at each other in the eye. Oh my gosh, there's a human in here in the building. Woo! That's exactly what the enemy wants to do. He wants to isolate you. Do you know that when you experience, when you're here, a spirit-filled being, I'm here, a spirit-filled being, we get to experience the presence of God. I get to experience the presence of God in you, and we get to celebrate, give thanks to God. And it's like, ah, oh, that's so rewarding. We got young people here working at the Harvest Festival, and they're just running around giving kids candy, and you know, it could be like, oh, this sucks. But instead, it's like, oh my gosh, the little kid's having so much fun. It was so awesome. One of them ran, their candy ran out, their bucket ran out of candy, and kids kept coming to his table. Can we just play for fun? And I'm like, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. And you leave that Harvest Festival like, oh, that was and they're like, why did I feel so exciting? Because it's about others. It's about giving. And there's the reward in the service. Jesus, greatest God here on this earth. He came to what? Not to be served. He came to serve. He came to serve others. He washed the disciples' feet. I ain't washing nobody's feet. <gasps> be careful. Never say never. Sorry, God. I don't say that never, never. Like when people be doing that at weddings, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a new kind of people. I'm not going to say who it was, but we know who it was. <laughs> Anyways, that's why I'm still single. <laughs> God's still working on me. Yeah. Oh, man. So social media does more destructive things than productive. It does, it just, just destroys more of your time than produces in your life. You're like, oh, I, I, I'm just a creator. Then create in real world. Create in this world, not in here. Imagine what you create. Like, let's bring that creative juices to the house of God. Let's, let's have some creators in the building, right? Life is for living, not posting. If we could really grab a hold of that, when you're on vacation, when you're out in this world, when you're spending time at the park with your kids, when you're reading the Bible, life is for living, not posting. Don't open your Bible, get the highlighter out, get the coffee cup out, and all you did was had devotional picture time. You wanted the right picture, looking like, ooh, 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 yeah. What'd you read? Uh, I don't know. 
but I posted about it. Did you see my post? No, I didn't see your post. <laughs> what did you get from the Word of God today? Hold on. Let me go find my Graham story. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> like, what is that, right? We got people setting up photo ops, like just a big photo op. Like, seriously, there's a, on Camelback, they're just setting up these huge, I don't know, for like the mud runs or whatever. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like really expensive photo op. Just, you know what, go in your backyard, get mud all over yourself and just go, run around with your kids, hop over a couple of them, some tug of war. Now you're going to spend $500 to get in a photo op, (laughs) injure your pinky. (laughs) Somebody carry me to the finish line. I'm like, there's this one big expensive photo op. But then there's like real athletes out there, like more power to you. Go for it. Like do your thing. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the photo op. You know what I mean? Like the photo op. It's like life is not a photo op. Life is for living. Jesus went to the cross, right? So we have life and life more abundantly. Not life in a photo op. Photo shut. Anyways, take pictures. Have fun. Because then you need pictures for history. But just don't take it for the post. That's all I'm saying. Like, the only reason you're getting your whole family in there so that you could post that, like, man, my kid's going to be a model. We're going to go famous. We're going to go viral. You know how many parents say that? No, oh, my kid's going to go viral. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, in your family group chat? Because that's about all who wants to see that. <laughs> I'm sorry, parents. <laughs> like, yeah, when you have a kid one day, you're going to say that. All right, let me get back to the notes. Life is for living, not posting, right? But if we don't renew our minds to the word of God, to the will of God, and to the thoughts of God, then we're going to be conformed to this world. We're going to be conformed to this world, ungrateful, unthankful, doubtful, and fearful. As Jesus followers, come on, we should live opposite of the world system. Everything in our life should be completely opposite of this world system. No matter what happens in this life, we choose to be grateful. No matter what happens in this life, we choose to be thankful. No matter what happens, we choose to be hopeful and we choose to be faithful. Living out our everyday life with an attitude of gratitude. An attitude of gratitude. Where can I give thanks to God today? What can I give thanks to God in this situation? When you pray for for your food, give thanks to God. When you wake up and you're so thankful to have a family, give thanks to God. Give thanks to God. Give thanks to God for the house. Give thanks to God that you slept and you woke up. Give thanks to God. Like just give thanks to God. Give thanks to God, right? Living out in our everyday. Rise up and understand the power of perception. Check your thoughts, check your attitude, and check your influence. Sometimes if situations are going on, stressful situations, high pressure, and most of the time, not all of the time, but most of the time, I'm just going to be like, I'm going to get it done, but I want to have fun while we get it done. Like, I don't need all the craziness. Like, let's just chill. And people are like, how do you do that? It's because you learn not to take everything so personal. When your identity is founded on who you are in Christ, your identity is founded on the rock of your salvation. Come on. When your identity is founded on that, when the situation and the storm comes, it's not personal. It's not that you're a loser. It's that we need an answer to the problem. It's not that you're an idiot. It's that we need to find a solution. 
right? We need to communicate. We need to find a solution to the problem. When you can start realizing that everything that's criticized or that you get some, what is it called? Criticism? What is it called when it's positive? Constructive. Constructive criticism is not like, oh, I'm such a loser. It's like, no, how can I fix this area? How can I change this? How can I change this? It's not who I am. It's just an action that we need to change. And I think that that really helps me in situations because then it's not personal. It's like, okay, okay, nothing personal. Let's change it. That shows maturity. That shows growth, right? Check your influence. As born-again believers, spirit-filled Jesus followers, God's will for us is to give thanks. To give thanks. Developing an attitude of gratitude. Paul said, in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, in everything, give thanks. Look at your neighbor and say, in everything. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In everything, give thanks. In everything, not for everything. This will change your whole like, okay, okay, I get it. In everything, but not for everything. We don't thank God for the negative report. Just thank you for this negative report. Thank you for COVID, Lord. We're so thankful. No, that's religious mumbo jumbo. No, we are not thanking God for COVID. We are not thanking God for the negative report, but we thank God in the negative report. We're thanking God in the midst of this COVID pandemic. We give God thanks that we will get through to the other side and that we have hope for our ending, right? We give thanks to God. We thank God. We don't thank God for the storm. We don't thank God for the storm. Thank you, Father, for the storm. And some people give thanks like, I am who I am today because of the storm. No, we give God thanks in the storm. You are who you are today because God got you to the other side of that storm. Because you're no longer in the storm, but you're on the other side of that storm. The evil report is not from God. Death and destruction is the enemy's mode of operation. He came to what? To kill, steal, and to destroy. Jesus said in John 10.10, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Come on, how many of you guys live in life in abundance to the full till it overflows in every area of your life? Let's go. That includes your pantry. That includes your wardrobe. Come on, that includes your bank account. That includes your joy. That includes your love. That includes your self-control. That includes that. What did Jesus came? He came to have life and life more abundantly, life more abundantly. What did the devil come to do? He came to kill, steal, and destroy. If it has anything to do with destruction, killing, and stealing, that is the enemy's attribute. And we say who it is. That ain't from God. We're not giving thanks to God for COVID. No. No, we're not. But we're giving thanks to God that we're getting to the other side. We're going to get to the other side. James 1.16, do not be deceived. This means we can be deceived. Don't be deceived. Brothers and sisters, my beloved brethren, Every good and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Get it straight. Jesus came to give us life in abundance. 
life in abundance. That's what Jesus came to do. And every good and perfect gift comes from God. Do not be deceived any longer, but be transformed from the inside out by transforming the way you think. Attitude of gratitude. How can I give God thanks in this situation, right? In everything, developing an attitude of gratitude. An attitude of gratitude. It's so easy to have an unthankful attitude. And that destroys your whole day. It destroys relationships. You know, when somebody's so ungrateful in the relationship, and you know what? It adds so much to the relationship when somebody is so grateful for all that you do, and you guys can't, you guys can't even outgive each other through thanks, right? That's the same with God. We're just giving him thanks for who he is and what he's done and what he's about to do. Paul said in Romans 12 too, do not be conformed to this world any longer. Don't be conformed with its superficial values and customs on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. This is what, this is what we've come to in this world. This is the customs. Are you ready for the customs? Are you ready for the values? This. It's so weird to just like stop and look at people like I'm such a people watcher. I am such a people watcher. And I I see all these kids be released from school. You just see like literally like maybe sections of like 50 kids walking and not one of them is looking where they're going. Literally almost all of them cross the street like this. I'm like, look where you're going. I just want to be like a mom, like, guys, there's, there's cars, like literally there's cars walking by. They have, um, uh, the earplugs, they got the earphones, whatever, earbuds, earbuds, whatever they're called. What are they called? AirPods. You know, AirBud, the movie, what was that? (laughs) Anyways. But I'm just saying, but that's the customs of this world. So if that's what everybody's doing and that's what you do, it's wild to see even like people who are working, they got AirPods. Is that right? Why, why did I want to call them AirBuds? They got AirPods in their ear. And it's like, are you working a job? Like, I'm over here. I need help. And you're over here like, what are you, what are you listening to? Like, what's so important? Like, <laughs> anyways. But that's, that's the customs. That's what the world says is okay now. You don't need to look up. You don't need to pay attention to life. You just need to see the next scroll, see the next scroll, make somebody viral. Like, uh, wake up. Okay, I'll calm down. But you want to know why? Because I'm so done with a generation that's thinking negatively, that's depressed. Why? Because they're just looking at images and images and images, and that's not enough, and they're not enough, and they're on vacation. And you ask young people now, like, what do you want to do? Like, before you'd ask young people, and they wanted to, like, they wanted to go camping for summer, and they wanted to go to summer camp. And, like, you ask kids now, like, what do you want to do? Like, I want to go to Dubai. I'm like, what? Why in the world do you want to go to Dubai? First of all, you can't even afford your own school clothes. You can't even afford your own toothbrush. And you're over here talking about, like, I want to go to Dubai. You've been, get off the gram. Get off the tickety-tock. Get off the follow me picture. Like, I don't even know if that one's popular anymore, but just be like a hand. <sighs> Stop. I'm going to go to Dubai. Okay, well, you know what? Raise some money for a camp. We're going to camp, to spring camp. How about you raise that money? 
Talk about Dubai. You, on your private jet? But I'm, I'm just saying to wake up because we have a generation that's delusional and then they're wondering why. Because what's their influence? What's their standard? This. It's not even real. The word of God will transform your life. Imagine if you took your screen time for one week and you put that time together with getting in the word, watching the word on YouTube on repeat, Imagine, you have, it has a clock. It tells you how much you screen in on the screen at the time. I don't know, whatever you do. It tells you how much. Imagine if you put that time. Do you know people spend like five hours a day between social media and TV? And I'm thinking, that's not even this generation. If they knew how much this generation really does, because you walk into any store, any bank, anything, they're scrolling on their phone, they're scrolling on their watch, they're scrolling, 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 scrolling. You're like, hi, can I get some help? <laughs> Get any more tellers for the bank? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, and it's not just young people, it's just like people, old people, young people, older people, you know, like, like, how do I work this thing? <laughs> like my nana's 77. She's like, Miha, are you on Facebook? I'm like, no. No, Nana. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Come on, and don't be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourself what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. We have to mature and come to know who we are in Christ. God's word is information. Receive the revelation, put into practice the application, and produce a total transformation in every area of your life, right? Application of the word will, tra- will change and transform you. It doesn't change God. Like you reading the word and all oh, this activating your faith. It does not transform God. It transforms you, Right? God, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The word in application, it changes us. It helps develop an attitude of gratitude. It changes our perspective in everything. Give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ for you. Giving thanks, giving thanks to God is coming into agreement with God's will for you. We give thanks to God. We come into agreement with his will, right? Giving thanks to God in Christ Jesus, you are made right with God. Give thanks to God that you are forgiven. Give thanks to God that you are healed. This is all in Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus, right? Give thanks to God that you are blessed with all spiritual blessings. Give thanks to God that you are daily overcoming the devil. Give thanks to God that you are being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Give thanks to God that you are strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Give thanks to God that you are redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Give thanks to God that you are led by the spirit of God. Give thanks to God that you're above only. Give thanks to God that you're getting all of your needs met. Come on, by Christ Jesus. Give thanks to God that you're more than a conqueror. Give thanks to God that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. We have so much to be thankful for. We just need to learn who we are in Christ. We're more than conquerors. You wake up, give thanks to God that you can conquer this day. 
First Peter 1 Peter uh, 1.3, this is the message. What a God we have and how fortunate we are to have him. This father of our master Jesus, come on, because Jesus was raised from the dead, we've been given a brand new life and have everything to live for, including a future in heaven. And this future, it starts right now. It starts right now. God is keeping a careful watch over us and the future. The day is coming when you'll have it all. A life healed and whole. I know how great this makes you feel. Even though you have to put up with every kind of aggravation in the meantime. Pure gold put in the fire comes out proved pure. Genuine faith put through suffering comes out proved genuine. Come on, this ain't shaking your faith. This ain't going to shake your faith. We believe God is good. We believe God is the healer. Come on, we believe that we are more than conquerors. We believe that we have the victory in Christ Jesus. We believe. Come on, we will not lose our hope. We will not lose our patience. Come on, we will not lose our belief that God loves us. Woo! Put Faith put through this suffering comes out proved genuine. When Jesus wraps this all up, it's your faith, not your gold. Come on, not your stuff that you will have on display as evidence of his victory. You never saw him, yet you love him. You still don't see him, yet you trust him. With laughter, with singing, with praise, with thanksgiving. Come on, because you kept on believing. You'll get what you're looking forward to, a total salvation. We have so much to be thankful for. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Come on, giving thanks is coming to agreement with God's will for you. Give thanks in everything, not for everything, but in everything we give thanks to God that we have the victory in Christ Jesus and that we will get through to the other side. Amen? Amen, 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 amen. Did you guys receive something tonight? God is good. Come on, God is faithful, and he's got a plan for all of us. Let's just align our thinking with his thinking and align our thoughts with God's will, God's plan, and God's purpose. Amen. Thank you, Father, for the word. Thank you so much what you're doing in and through us. Father, we have great expectation that we're going to produce a harvest on this fruit, giving thanks, giving you all the glory. In Jesus' name, everybody agreed, said amen, amen, amen. Love you guys.